All right, what if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that is exactly what you're going to get. They can help you find work in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Summer is upon us, and whatever you have going on, a vacation, a staycation, a summer wedding, well, Macy's has you covered. If you need summer dresses, matching sets, volume sleeve tops, wedges, straw-crafted bags, I mean, really, they have what you need head to toe. I'm talking Levi's, Dolce Vita, Lacoste, and more. So shop summer must-haves at Macy's. Go to Macy's.com slash style. Again, that's Macy's.com slash style. Something I for sure love having in my home is super clean countertops. And I love when it smells good too. So you can bring the vacation vibes to your home with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy with a refreshing scent that'll transform your space into a tropical island retreat and give you a powerful clean. No plane ticket required. Unleash your self-expression with the enchanting coconut fragrance of Clorox Sentiva. You can get yours at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful things. Laugh a little more things. Tight, tighten up your core Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. Happy Thursday, four things fam. My guest today is Tim Schur. <laughs> Did I get that right, Tim? Nailed it. <laughs> and it's so fun to have Tim on because my friend Gracie Mokler, who's come on the podcast multiple times, and then I just talk about her as my friend occasionally here and there, married to Steve Mokler, who's also come on the podcast before. I was over at her house for a girls' night, actually with our mutual friend, Allie Fallon, yep. also been on the podcast. And we were walking out and she thought, oh, I think I might have something in my mailbox for you. And she goes over to the mailbox and opens it up and there's a package from you to her to give to me. <laughs> and it's your new book, The Secret Society of Success. Stop chasing the spotlight and learn to enjoy your work and life again. Before we get into your book, Tim, you have to tell people what you were just showing me when we weren't recording. It's something you've been doing for a year and it's amazing. And I feel like everybody's going to want to do this, but you took a one second video here in the podcast room and you uploaded it as your one second for the day. But you that's what you do every day and you put on an app. Eight years. You've been doing I'm it for eight for years? Eight years. So you have so, one second a day every day for the past eight years? And then I created a second little feed when my dog, when I got a puppy. So I have the first year of a puppy's life growing up one second every day. It's the <laughs> sweetest thing. So I heard this guy who created the app speak at an event in Portland in 2013. And I downloaded the app then and... What it does is each day you select a video from your camera roll and you just choose a little one second snippet. And then what it does is it compiles all of those seconds together. And in the bottom left, the date, you know, counts one day at a time. And so you just see on the screen the one second clip. And it's amazing because it's so hard to try to journal and write down all these various memories, but I don't want to forget them. And one second of video is enough 
I mean, I'll see that one second of you and I sitting here and I'll have so many memories of today because of a one little, you know, second snippet. This is the coolest thing ever. And I need to remember to start this, but so the app is called- One second every day. Okay, one second every day or one second a day? I, one second every day. Okay, I want the exact one you have. Yeah. Because obviously yeah. you're a fan of it. You've been using it for eight years. So oh, I love it. one second every day. And should I be- too caught up in the fact that we're over halfway through the year. Should I start now, start now or do I need to start in January? No, start now. And so when you search for it in the app store, the number one, the number one second every day. And the, the logo is kind of like a black background with the number one with kind of like some film strips in front of it. I am it's so great. excited. It's about great. This. And so what I do is every six months, I export the video and create a three minute video. So if you were to do a whole year, it'd be about six minutes long, but I do January 1st to the end of June. And that's about a three minute video. And then July 1st to the end of the year is kind of the, the end of year. And so I have six minutes times eight years to just catch you up. And what I, what I love about it too is it forces you to think about what is it today that's a little bit different there's going to be some days when it's me sitting there at my desk doing <gasps> whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, hey, this, this encapsulates the day. Sometimes right. that's what it is. But I try to just find what's the thing that maybe is a little unique or different. And I try to get a one-second video of it. And it's one of my favorite things. I've been doing it for forever. And what I love too is if you forget, you can just go back to your camera roll and choose the thing. So you don't have to record that one second in the app or you know, it, like lose it you actually just can pull from your camera roll. You probably have more videos than you even realize. You could probably go back for the last how many ever months of the year and pull together a pretty good one. And what I love about the app too is that on the days that you miss, it's not like a blank spot. It, it just cuts together all the days that you do have. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, it's I'm great. In. Sold. Even though nobody's selling anything, but I am signing <laughs> it's amazing. up. It's amazing. I'm so glad that you showed me that before we started because I was like, people are going to love this and I'm going to love it. And it's just a way, uh, like a simple way to document and they're doing all the work for you. You just have to make sure that it's loaded into the app. Oh, very cool. Thank you for sharing that with us. So we're going to talk about this book that you wrote, which is fascinating. And some of the endorsements on the back are some other friends of mine, like Bob Goff and Scott Hamilton. Isn't he the best? The best. Ernie Johnson Jr. I don't know him, but these are just other people that endorsed him or endorsed the book. Oh, Blake, the founder of Tom's. I don't know him either, but I'm just using first name basis. <laughs> so I'm very excited just to talk with you and all that you do and all that you want to do to empower people to live their best life, even if it's not in the spotlight. Yeah. I do feel this crazy, weird confusion at times with what in the world did we do before social media? Because things operated, businesses ran, things sold, the economy went on without having to have this presence on Instagram or TikTok in the spotlight. Yeah. I remember sitting in one of my first meetings with the publisher and they said, Tim, we need you to post more on social media. And I'm like, dang it, do I? Yes, <laughs> And do they're I? explaining what reels are. I just felt like the oldest person ever, not Wait. even understanding these things. You're not old, though. I'm not old, but I didn't even know what a real was. Okay, but how old are you? But old is relative. Okay, 36. you're 36. Yeah. So you're five years younger than me. <laughs> and you were even feeling this. And it takes a village. It takes a team. There's one of the first things you talk about in your book is you talk about Neil Armstrong yeah. being the first person to walk on the moon. So we yeah. know that he was yeah. the first step. Yeah. And then we know that Buzz was there because he was the second person. But then there was someone piloting the ship. Yeah. Do you know the man's name? <laughs> probably, most people probably do not. And that's what's so crazy is everyone knows Apollo 11. But as we think about how that whole thing happened, there's this guy named Michael Collins. So he ubers Neil and Buzz to the moon and then drops them off. They do all the things they need to do on the moon's surface well, he actually gets all the way to the moon, but has to stay in the command module, orbits the moon something like 26 times until those guys are ready to be picked up and brought back to Earth. Which is crucial. It, it, they needed a ride. They needed a ride yeah. home. But what I think 
is so interesting about this story is when he gets back to earth and sits down with the press, he talks about how content he was to have had one of those three seats. And why that's even interesting and fascinating for us is because he was content playing a role behind the scenes when all of the cultural narratives, the messaging is to be successful, you need to be the one who's walking on the moon. But I think the question for all of us is, do you need to walk on the moon to be happy? That is the only way that you can be successful in your life if you're the one who takes steps on the moon? Or is there another approach? Can we show up a little bit differently where we're content in the role that we play on whatever team that we're on? Is that a possibility? Because for so many people, the way that they think about success is just what is being handed to them. But we've not taken time to really ask ourselves what success is for each of us and then how that new definition can impact how we show up in all these other areas of our lives. So it's not the big, like what society says is, is successful. And that's why this is the secret society <laughs> to success. Cause not many people are living this way. Hopefully now that your book is out there and people are reading it and some people maybe through other means have adopted this way of thinking. But I love that you took the time to share that all roles are important and giving people that validation of you don't have to chase the spotlight to be successful or ultimately yeah. happy. One of my favorite songs, we're talking about Steve Mochler. We could talk for a long time about how much I love Steve Mochler. I managed him for three and a half years. So I got to spend a lot of time with Steve. Yeah. Love him. One of my favorite songs of his is a song called Humble Operations. There's a line that talks about, you know, whether you're, you're white collar or blue collar, these people, a lot of these blue collar folks, they built the world we're living in. And I love that word that you use, validation, because what I hope this book offers people is that validation to just live into your role, play your part. Every role matters. So if you think about a concert, for example, right? So the person in the center of the stage, we need them to do their thing. We need people standing center stage in the spotlight. But we also need the person running sound. We need the backing guitarist. We need the person taking tickets. I have no problem with the fact that there are people in the spotlight. What I have a problem with is when people try to talk about it as though that is the only thing that matters. And that then should be the aspiration for all of us. And, you know, I call this group of people, the secret society of success. These are people who have shown me that we can look at success a little bit differently. And, you know, what I've found is being in the secret society actually has little to do with your place on the org chart. Whether you're standing in the center of the stage or not, being in the secret society has more to do with how you show up. Are you willing to define success as someone who helps others win? Or are you somebody who shows up and is constantly making it all about you? And if there is a common denominator for what it looks like to be in the secret society, it's that helping others win, serving others, showing up in that way, whether you are, you know, a name that everyone knows, like a Neil Armstrong or a Buzz Aldrin, or maybe you are in a role like Michael Collins. I think we all can adopt this help others win approach and mindset and way of defining success. I, I think more of us can do that today more than, you know, maybe we are. In the introduction, it says the success you're looking for. There's a message getting a lot of airtime these days. It says to be successful, you have to step into the spotlight, climb the ladder, become the boss, or chase whatever version of success that's been dangled in front of you. But what if there's another way? What if fame, money, and power aren't all that we should be chasing? I'll show you how to reevaluate your definition of success and learn a new, freer way to go about achieving it. Here's the best news. The success you're looking for is within your reach, wherever you are and whatever your role. And I love that because I'm reading this and applying it to my life and trying to figure out where am I content with my role? And yes, I may have one job where it is in a spotlight of sorts, but that doesn't mean I have to show up on every single spotlight stage. Yeah. There is pressure out there for that. And I know there's pressure like that for a lot of people, but really trying to step back and assess what is making me happy? What is bringing me fulfillment when I'm working? Like, what am I proud of at the end of the day? What is filling my cup up? What is draining me? 
<sighs> What's interesting as I've been working on this book is there is a team of people behind the scenes making any book happen. Allie Fallon, who you also mentioned, she helped me write this book. You know, her name's not on the cover, but without Allie, this book wouldn't have happened. But there's also editors and, you know, proofreaders. And if you think about the role of an editor, integral part of creating a book, making the whole thing happen. And so I think if if an editor were to pay attention to the cultural narratives, it's for them to be successful, they need to be the author, the one whose name is on the front cover. I think there's a pressure for them to step into that or, or evolve into that kind of a role. But what about the editor who's really content being an editor? They love their job as an editor. They don't want to be an author, but yet they're feeling this pressure that they have to keep evolving and, and getting more and more into the spotlight. And I think that there are a lot of editors out there, you know, and, and so many different professions that are feeling this pressure to become a thing, step into this next role when maybe the success that they're looking for is exactly where they are today. And I think what it comes down to is defining what success is for you and living into that definition rather than mindlessly living according to a definition that somebody else handed to you. All right, I want to tell you about something really awesome that Macy's is doing. It is currently Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. And Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, online and in store. For the entire month of May, you can join Macy's in supporting AAPI-owned fashion brands. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or simply round up in store to APIA scholars. Now, APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. And Macy's has made it super easy. You can just round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA Scholars, which is an educational nonprofit. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Again, that's Macy's.com. You're going to be doing some shopping anyway. Why not round up and give back? That's Macy's.com or in-store. All right, so I've been saving on shopping this year by only buying new clothes when I've sold some clothes that I no longer wear. And what this has done is it's forced me to be super wise when I'm adding clothes back into my closet. I want to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and that's where Quince comes into play. You can go see for yourself all the awesome stuff they have, especially for summer right now, like European linen dresses and blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, 14-karat gold jewelry, so much more. And if you're like me, you're like, hmm, this just seems too good to be true. Well, what Quince does is they partner directly with top factories, and they cut out the cost of the middleman, and they pass the savings on to us so we are getting things for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. For example, I'm literally looking on their website right now at this open knit cover up maxi dress. that will be great for the summer, 100% organic cotton, and it's $49.90. It could retail for $148. So that's 66% savings. And with warm weather here, you need to check out Quince. All you got to do is go to quince.com slash Amy for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Amy. You're going to get free shipping. Again, 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash Amy. I don't want to waste my time taking vitamins that aren't really going to do much for me. Like I want research. I want to know like, hey, this is actually doing something for my body. And Ritual knows this. That's why they conducted the research. They've done clinical trials on their Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin. The results, well, it increased vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in just 12 weeks. And as a woman, I want healthy vitamin D levels and omega-3 levels. And all I got to do is take my Ritual Essential for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin every morning. I take them on an empty stomach, but sometimes if I forget, I may take them in the afternoon. It's really up to you when you want to take them. There's nine key nutrients in two delayed release capsules. And what the delay release capsules does for us is it optimizes our body's absorption 
of these nutrients. It's gentle on the empty stomach. Like I said, I can take it first thing in the morning and I'm totally fine. And with a minty essence in every bottle, it actually makes taking your vitamins enjoyable. No more shady business. Ritual is essential for women. 18 plus is a multivitamin that you can actually trust. Get 25% off your first month at ritual.com slash four things. Start ritual or add essential for women 18 plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash four things for 25% off. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about the incredible work being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in hope. When you make a donation to St. Jude, you're helping an organization that has helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And I can tell you from personal experience, that number and the hope that it brings is invaluable. What they are doing at St. Jude is making a huge difference. It is full of joy there, which a lot of families need at that time. They don't need to be worrying about travel, lodging, food. Everything is paid for at St. Jude so that families can focus on their child that has cancer. Your support means families never receive a bill from St. Jude. It's only $19 a month. And when you sign up, you'll get the new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. When did you decide you had this book in you and you wanted to write it? And why did you feel the need to get it out there? About five years ago, you mentioned Bob Goff earlier. So I was at this event that he hosted called Dream Big. Yeah. And at the end of this two days, they go around the room and ask everybody, what's your big dream? And I said out loud for the first time, I want to write a book. And when I said that, it's just a thing I thought would be fun to figure out a big challenge that I could make progress towards over time. But I spent the last 10 years as the right hand to Donald Miller running story brand and business made simple. And so I didn't want to write a book as a means of launching into a new career. I just had a dream. I thought it would be fun. So I, I said that out loud. Then, you know, Bob started calling me and texting me and asking how progress was going on the book. And one step after the next, I get a book publishing deal. And now here we are closer to launching this book. And, you know, I, I'm really proud to have done it and all the work and everything that I had learned to get to that point. But you have a dream of writing a book. The next thing that comes is what do you want to write about? What do you feel passionate about that, you know, causes you to spend all of the time researching and writing and and I just felt like there's a lot of conversations around success, but I just didn't feel like anyone was giving any real solutions or anything that we can do about it. There's this, what do we do when kids want to be YouTube stars? That's what they say they want to be. They don't want to be firefighters anymore. They want to be YouTube stars. They want to be famous. They want to monetize from Instagram. They see, I know, my that, daughter has said the same the, thing. If I run our cat's Instagram, maybe it could make money. And I'm like... Just not that simple. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I mean, and so this is the world we're living in. And so I felt like I was, my antenna was up knowing I wanted to write a book. My antenna was up for the things that I'm seeing and, you know, what really drew my attention. And this was it. This was this conversation. And there was a season in my life when I wanted to be the next John Mayer. And that's a whole other story. But I wanted to be a famous musician, ultimately failed in that. And I found as I stepped further and further away from the spotlight into roles behind the scenes, whether it was, you know, working alongside Steve behind the scenes or then spending the last 10 years with Donald Miller behind the scenes. But didn't you also work for Tom's too? I did. Yeah. Okay. And, and I, I spent some time at Apple as well and just found that being a part of a team contributing in the way that I was able to, I found so much fulfillment and contentment in that. And it had very little to do with people knowing who I was. And so as, as there's these messages that are saying that success looks like only this one thing, I was really conflicted because that wasn't my experience. In fact, the thing that I wanted, the you know fulfillment in my life and career that I was looking for, I was finding in roles behind the scenes. And I just started thinking, I don't think I'm the only one. Surely there are other people who feel conflicted on this journey? Oh, for sure. I think that the challenge, 
is very powerful is to check where you are with things. And that's even something you touch on in chapter two with different questions for the spotlight mindset, like asking yourself, like, do you struggle to find contentment in your life? Does it lead you on a restless pursuit for more? Like that's if you're striving. Is there a comparison going on? Do you wish you were someone else or wonder how your success stacks up against others? Are you jealous in a way that gets in your way? Damaged relationships, does money, fame, or status trump other things in your life? Are your relationships suffering because of it? Do you have a fear of failure? Are you seeking validation, selfishness? If there is a thing that is keeping us from the secret society, I I think it's this. It's the spotlight mindset, which I just simply define as an unhealthy desire for attention and recognition. Which is the final one, seeking influence. Do you believe you need a bigger stage to have a life of significance? Yeah. And I love that you are reminding us in this whole book, no, you don't. Yeah. I mean, some people might, that if that's what they feel like they're called to do, right? Yeah. But you don't have to have that no. to be significant. Everybody's yeah. role is important. You don't need a stage to make an impact. You don't. And I heard a guy named Andy Stanley say, what if your greatest contribution is not in something you do, but in someone you raise? Mm. Would an impact on one life, one of your kids be enough for you? Like if you look back at your entire life and the the one significant impact you made on a human being was in one of your children, would you look at your life and say that was a success? Or do you need to feel like you impacted hundreds or thousands to really feel like your life mattered? That's an honest question. I think everyone needs to answer that for themselves There's been somebody who I've been really inspired by. It's Becca Stevens, who's the founder of Thistle Farms. Mm, And Thistle Farms is an amazing organization in Nashville. And, you know, they help women get off the streets from lives of prostitution, drug addiction, trafficking, and they help them find, you know, recovery from all of that. And, you know, Becca Stevens is who founded that. And she started by helping five women get off the streets Well, here we are now, I mean, that was 1997, several years later, and that impact, that one life at a time approach has accumulated into a a pretty significant reach. A lot of people that she has touched. I, I remember talking with one of the women in Thistle Farms, someone who had graduated through their program, and I said, where would you be without Becca Stevens' influence in your life? And she didn't hesitate. She said, I'd be dead. Mm. Without Becca, I'd be dead. And when I think about Becca's life and the impact that she's made, I feel like as she hears a story like that, all of the work would have been worth it to save that one person or to make a positive influence in that one person's life. And yet this message of making an impact in one person's life, whether it's your neighbor somebody that you're connected to, a sibling, a spouse. I think that a lot of people maybe feel like they're not enough, that they don't have the kind of influence that they want to feel successful. But I I hope that even just in hearing the last few minutes as you and I are talking about this, that people can find fulfillment and validation impacting the lives of the people closest to them. And, And maybe one life at a time is enough. Do you know the starfish story? Yes, yeah. yes, yes. That just makes you think of that's that. It. About it. this old man's walking down the beach and he sees a little boy throwing starfish. And there's thousands of starfish in the ocean or on the sand. And little boy's throwing them back in. And the old man says something like, what are you doing? It's crazy. There's so many. You can't make a difference here. And the little boy picked up one of the starfish, threw it in the ocean and looked at the old man and said, I made a difference for that one. That's right. And so that's exactly what that is. Yeah. And... It also, too, speaking of Gracie, it makes me think of her when she started Miriam Designs in her attic making jewelry and then ended up selling to Abel, Mm -hmm. which now still employs some of those original women that were transitioning out of a homeless lifestyle. And, you know, they'd faced a lot of adversity and they just needed someone to believe in them. And that's what Gracie did in her attic by teaching them how to make jewelry. Yeah. Also, Stephen Young, are you? Do you know him? He's the founder so. of Home Street Home here in Nashville. He's come on the podcast too, and I just think of him and his impact. He was homeless himself for five years, and then now he's dedicated his life to 
helping the homeless here in town. And the work he is doing is just so amazing. And I'm like, this is the guy that needs the spotlight. But I mean, he doesn't want that. But he has a whole team of people that make that possible. Other people that were formerly homeless that show up every Saturday to volunteer, to go out and they feed different people and take supplies and food all deep into the woods. Like I went on one Saturday and it's behind a Home Depot, deep into the woods. You have no idea. There's these little communities back there and people are living, but there's people that show up every Saturday for those people to make sure that they know that they are cared for and they are loved. And you don't really hear necessarily about that, but they're making that organization, Home Street Home, they make it possible. Yeah. So anyway. And I have this podcast called Build a Winning Team. And I just did an interview with Mignon Francois, who's the founder and CEO of the Cupcake Collection. Uh huh. And she's so passionate about entrepreneurship. She talks about entrepreneurs have a unique agitation. You see something out in the world that you want to help solve. And maybe other people can see it too, but you're the one person who's raising your hand like, does everybody not see this? And so you go and build the thing. And I think the challenge for all of us is there's probably something that you are passionate about, some kind of impact that you want to make in the world that you uniquely are able to fix or solve. And what I hope that people do is they take a step towards trying to solve that problem, help other people, help someone else win, and don't spend so much time worrying about the kind of credit you'll get online or the number of people that you're going to be able to impact. Just solve the problem for the person right in front of you, for the thing that you uniquely are agitated by, and just take steps in that direction. I think that's some of the most important work is just showing up and doing that, but not really worrying about how much attention or, or recognition you get for having done that. Are you a planner? Do you do like a five-year plan? Do you have a vision board? Do you <laughs> manifest things? I mean, either whether it's through prayer or like actually making, yeah. you know, a yearly January 1st cutout on the magazines, <laughs> glue it to poster board. What, what are you when it comes to your visions and dreams? Like if you have an idea for something, where do you start? So... I do find that I kind of follow that passion and I pay attention to how my passions and my desires change. When I was 23, I started working for Apple and I thought this is an environment that I love. I felt so connected to that culture and loved the product and the brand. And I said, by the time I'm 30, I want to run an Apple store. That's what I thought my journey was going to look like. But what's interesting is over a handful of years, I started seeing my desires change where being away from my wife at the time, she's still my wife, but it was only a wife. I didn't have kids then, <laughs> but seeing how I was struggling to be away on nights and weekends, because when you work in a retail store, you're working nights and weekends and holidays. And so I just felt my desires change and I just pay attention to that and try to take the next step. So I'm well, never... good thing you weren't John Mayer, by the way, because you'd be on the road a lot. <laughs> exactly. No. Which is great, right? That's that's actually a really big part of of my. I mean, if I was selling a bunch of records, that'd be awesome. It was, that would have been great. <laughs> but I'm so happy it didn't work out because a life of a musician, sometimes you're on the road 250 days a year or more, and that would not have been a win for me. But I think in I've, I've always been more of like a six month out guy, not like a six year out guy. Mm -hmm. I just kind of look out on the horizon. I really do like to head in a particular direction, but often with like a bit of that palms up mentality, I have no idea what could happen, but I'm going to keep taking steps in the way that makes sense. I never thought I would write a book and it be a, ch a you know career change, but you just kind of keep taking the steps and that's what happened. And, and I think that that is kind of the way that I, look at some of these things. I dream up some of these things. I don't have this hard map that I've written down. I have no idea what the next six months of my life is going to look like. I love None. that. I'm always curious None. to see how creative people or anybody that's creating success for themselves in general, what is their plan? Because some yeah. people have the five-year plan and they know ex exactly how they're going to get there and what they're going to do yeah. and they make it happen. But I love that you're like, ah, you know, six months out, palms up. Yeah. I don't know. And yeah. you're open to evolving and growing and pivoting. Yeah. So you pivoted from Apple to where'd you go next? So then I uh, started working with Donald Miller, okay. right? Because so when I was working at Apple on the side, I was managing Steve. 
and had this dream that I was going to launch this artist management company and, you know, have Steve and maybe go try to find a couple other artists. And then Don calls and wants me to, you know, work with him and launching this business. And well, 10 years later, we, well, we did the Well, and I mean, what y'all did, <laughs> if I remember the numbers correctly, it's bonkers how y'all transitioned that or the work y'all did to create yeah. what y'all created and turned yeah. it into a multi-million dollar yeah. thing. And just stepped into that. And all of a sudden I was not prepared for that dawn call to come, but it happened. And then, you know, even this next season, I had a, a date on launching this book. And so I, I feel like I got through May, the book comes out. And now I'm like, I don't know what the next thing is from here, but <laughs> palms okay. up, here we mm -hmm. go. All right. So I have here, I have the numbers now. <laughs> Grew the business from 250,000 to 16.5 million in annual revenue. And you've generated more than 20 million podcast downloads. You've launched multiple best-selling books and on-demand video courses, produced dozens of events from a 2,400 person conference to a 5,500 person live stream. That's amazing. And most importantly, built a culture where people loved their work and would do whatever it took to help one another and their customers win. I love that y'all had that. Y'all want people to be upward and onward and do your thing. We support you. We're here for you. How can we learn and grow together? Not everybody has that. All right, I want to tell you about something really awesome that Macy's is doing. It is currently Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. And Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, online and in-store. For the entire month of May, you can join Macy's in supporting AAPI-owned fashion brands. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or simply round up in-store to APIA scholars. Now, APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. And Macy's has made it super easy. You can just round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA Scholars, which is an educational nonprofit. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in store. Again, that's Macy's.com. You're going to be doing some shopping anyway. Why not round up and give back? That's Macy's.com or in store. In every pair of Tacova's boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. A great pair of Western boots will elevate a casual look or add a refined flair that'll draw both eyes and compliments. Tacova's boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. Now, the best way to shop for boots is at your local Tacova store, where you're going to be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. So come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. They also offer custom branding and leather stamping if you want to personalize your boots or fine leather goods. And stay cool in a short sleeve moisture wicking pearl snap. Or make your own shade with one of their classic straw hats, new in both men's and women's styles. And if you're planning to hit the road, Tacova's ever-growing lineup of rugged and full-grain leather bags will get you where you're headed in style, and they are built to last decades. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And don't go gently, y'all. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about the incredible work being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in hope. When you make a donation to St. Jude, you're helping an organization that has helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And I can tell you from personal experience, that number and the hope that it brings is invaluable. What they are doing at St. Jude is making a huge difference. It is full of joy there, which a lot of families need at that time. They don't need to be worrying about travel, lodging, food. Everything is paid for at St. Jude so that families can focus on their child that has cancer. Your support means families never receive a bill from St. Jude. It's only $19 a month. And when you sign up, you'll get the new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. Ah, uh, summer, the best time of the year, usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. 
And vacation disappears quicker than ice cream melts. But what if summer doesn't have to come with a scorching price tag? What if there's another way? With IKEA, your plants can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. Here, everyone can have lounge chair access, no reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, we have all the essentials you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Dreamy getaways can mean the perfect reading nook right outside your window, picnic in the shade, or taking your morning coffee to meet the morning sun. Really, any meal tastes better outside. Create that summer escape for family and friends and start planning a better, more affordable summer right now. You can be the host with the most and the least worries. This summer, make your doorstep the perfect vacation destination with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. Y'all want people to be upward and onward and do your thing. We support you. We're here for you. How can we learn and grow together? Not everybody has that. Yeah. The, the team is the only thing that really matters. I've been watching the show, Man in the Arena, talking about Tom Brady. And, you know, one thing that I love hearing as I've been watching the show is the Patriots didn't want to be announced as individual players. They wanted to be announced as a team. So rather than calling out individual players at the beginning of the game and, you know, starting quarterback Tom Brady, they just wanted to be introduced as, and now coming onto the field, the New England Patriots. Yeah. And I I think that there's something so powerful when you think about the team. So, yeah, I I have the ability to have some of these numbers that you, you just read out loud. That's a part of the story, but to try to take credit for doing any of that myself would be just crazy because there's a whole team of people that made that happen. So uh, as much as it is about achieving a goal, I think it's more important to think about the people that you're doing it with and everyone winning together. And I'm most proud of the fact that that's the kind of culture that we created. It was about locking arms together and solving problems. Yeah. Ah, I love it. You know, we were talking about how you're working for the or your CEO for a nonprofit that was founded by David Novak, who is the co-founder and former CEO of Yum Brands. And we were talking about that culture there. And I can assume at Yum Brands, I don't know because I wasn't a part of that, but my family was a part of a Taco Bell franchise based out of Austin that you know, my sister's husband's family ran and my mom worked there for years and my father-in-law worked there for 20 something years. And they were all in the corporate office in Austin for this franchise, which was called Ostaco. And, you know, I don't know if because Yum Brands was that way, I'm not quite sure where it all started. Maybe just their family was this way, but they did so much to care for every single employee from the people working in this Taco Bell stores to the general managers, to the managers, to the regional managers, everybody. I mean, they did so many things to bring everybody together. And they did the Christmas bus tour, tour, which my mom was in charge of planning, but they got in tour buses and they went around to every single Taco Bell they had in Texas. And there was over 75. My mom would always be, oh, if it was getting close to bus tour time, she's like, it's, it's bus tour time. I can't talk because she was strategizing and planning and they would take gifts to the store and potluck and show up and have a Christmas party for all the employees at that Taco Bell. And then they would get on the bus and on to the next. And then every year they did a big event. It's Schlitterbahn. Do you know what Schlitterbahn is? No. It's a big water park in Texas. But my mom also was in charge of that. And she'd be like, it's Schlitterbahn season. Can't talk. <laughs> I'm busy. But they would invite every single Taco Bell employee and they could bring their whole family. Wow. All their kids, spouses, whatever. And they checked in and had a day at Schlitterbahn Water Park and a huge like company picnic for lunch and they wanted to show everybody that worked there that they had value and they mattered. And yeah. I would not every fast food restaurant place is like that. Yeah. And David, when he was running Yum, he grew the business from $4 billion to $32 billion. And the way he did it was by that, creating a culture of recognition where everyone felt like they mattered and that they counted. And the way that he drove recognition in the business is he knew as a leader, he's casting a shadow. You know, people do what they see their leader doing. And so David would recognize people 
for doing the kinds of behaviors that he knew would drive the business forward. So if he's at a Taco Bell and saw someone doing something right, he'd catch him in the act and gave him what he would call a personal recognition award. And then he'd say, hey, I want to take a picture with you and I'll send you a copy of the picture, do whatever you want with your copy, but I'm going to take a copy and put your photo on the wall in my office Mm. because when people walk into the CEO's office, I want them to see your picture and see the kinds of people who are making stuff happen around here. And what happened is over time, all of the wall space got filled up. So he started putting these pictures on the ceiling and to build a company where everyone felt like they mattered and that they counted made all the difference for their business. Cause I think, you know, all of us want to matter. We, we, we want people to see us and, and to value what it is that we bring to the table each and every day. And so it's pretty inspiring what, what they did at Yum. And David talks about it. Like he says, all these people talk about stuff like recognition as soft skills, stuff that doesn't really matter. But David said, it's the soft stuff that drives the hard results. So I love that in business, this stuff does matter. Recognizing people matters. You know, Houston, who works behind the scenes on this podcast, if he's not doing his thing, this whole thing doesn't work. Oh yeah, no, it would not get uploaded. (laughs) So thank you, Houston, for that. Love you. And just for some perspective, sometimes the a million versus a billion. It's like, what does that even mean? Da, da, da. And so I love that dividing it into like the days and the years, like a million seconds is 12 days. A billion seconds. Do you know how many it is? No. It's 31 years. So that's the difference between wow. a million and a billion. A trillion seconds is 31,688 years. So... <sighs> You know, because it's like, we don't know. A yeah. lot of us, what, billion what is mean? a billion? Yeah. Like, what does yeah. that even mean? But just for context, I don't, I think I saw Elon Musk tweet that once. And I was like, oh, that's a good way to show the difference yes. between a million and a billion. And it's a lot. It's 31 years a lot. <laughs> it's like a million seconds is only 12 days. All right. So, Tim, if people are like, I don't really know if this book is for me what would you say to them if you're like, you know what, maybe pick it up and give it a try? Like, why would you want someone to pick up this book? You know, I would say, is it working for you? Is the way that you're living life working? Or do you have this feeling inside of you as we're talking about some of this stuff that maybe the way that you are looking at success today could perhaps use a little bit of a shakeup? Mm. And, you know, Mm -hmm. at the end of every podcast, I always ask my guests, I say, all right, finish this sentence for me. Success is. Mm -hmm. What is the number one answer? It actually kind of comes from all over the place. Okay. What I do know is no one says have a lot of money, Mm -mm. become famous. That's not what anybody says. Like, I think we know what the answer is. But what happens is if we're not intentional about filling in the blank for ourselves and then living in alignment with that definition. If we don't take the time to do it, what happens is our brains just get hijacked from the world that we live in, which everything in the world that we hear is preaching the exact opposite. It's like, go get yours. Don't worry about the next person. You climb the ladder. You take that position. You know, you be the person who has more followers than your friend. But I just don't think that if we look back on our lives that that's a definition of success that's actually going to be long lasting. So I think this book gives some ideas for how we can look at success a little bit differently to cause us to show up a little bit differently, because I really do think the world around us matters. If we get this right, we have the ability to impact people one life at a time. There's a, a North star for me as I was working on this book is this quote by Albert Schweitzer. And he says this, I don't know what your destiny will be. Some of you will perhaps occupy remarkable positions. Perhaps some of you will become famous by your pens or as artists. But I know one thing, the only ones among you who will be really happy are those who have sought and found how to serve. Mm. And I think that's it. What if we are the people that show up in that way? that start to look at success a little bit differently, that regardless if we're a Neil or a Buzz or maybe we're a Michael Collins, that we find contentment in the role that we play, 
But at the end of the day, I hope that more of us can actually show up trying to help someone else win. And I think if we do that, take steps in that direction, I think we're going to be on a much better path. You talk in the book too about Adam Grant talking about how there's givers and takers. Yes. Love that book. Yeah. And so many people, they, they feel like to take is the way, but the whole book is no, 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 give. And there's this quote by Zig Ziglar. He says, help enough people get what they want and eventually you'll get what you want. And I, I don't, it's a good start, but there's a part of that quote that I don't like. And I don't like the transactional nature of it, right? Like if we are only helping other people get what they want so that we can get something in return, I think that becomes a pretty slippery slope. I think that the way that the secret society would look at it is help enough people get what they want, period. And I just believe the rest is going to take care of itself. If you're only doing something to get something, I don't know. But I just love the purity of heart if we actually just wanted to help other people win, regardless of what would then happen for us as a result of that. Well, I can tell that you're someone that is able to recognize what you are thankful for. And I don't know if you have a daily gratitude practice or maybe even a weekly. Is there anything that you do to help you focus on gratitude? Yeah, that that's it. I have a little book called the five minute journal and a few things that you fill out. One of those is three things you're grateful for. And then, you know, three things that's going to make today great. And then there's like a daily affirmation. You do all that in the morning. And then at night you write down, you know, three amazing things that happened today and kind of a, Hey, if I could do this over differently, like what, you know, what would I have done? But, you know, gratitude is a, a huge thing for me because I feel like you're not thinking of things that you're grateful for. It's way too easy to get hijacked thinking about all the stuff that you don't have. Oh yeah, for sure. My friend Mary and I started a four things gratitude journal and this is the four things podcast, but we made it to support Haiti because that's where my kids are from. And we used to go there a lot when the country wasn't in complete turmoil. And so we work with an organization there called Project MetaShare and the journals give back to education there. And we're working on a third edition. So we've done 1.0, 2.0, and then we have 3.0 coming out. And in the previous versions, we had gratitude quotes kind of sprinkled throughout like every 10 pages. And our goal for 3.0 is to put a quote on every page, yep. which is a lot, but in finding like the right quotes that yep. you want yep. in your book. And so... I'm sure we could find one unless you know of one that you have, <laughs> but I would like to put a Tim Sure quote in there. That'd be awesome. It's so great. <laughs> and so you would just open it up on any given day that you're going to write down. You just, ours is kind of when we made the journal, we did it in a way that wasn't intimidating at all because yeah. journaling was overwhelming to yeah. us. We yeah. weren't journalers. And now we're both better at it, but it was like, literally we put stickers in the back, you know, for the days you don't have words. <laughs> and that way you could just put a sticker, what you were thankful for. And so, you know, instead of having like big quotes, you know, randomly every 10 pages, we'll have one on every page. So I That's would like, cool. I would like a Tim Sure gratitude quote. I'm going to, I, I want to spend some time thinking about well, this. I'll can, get you a good one. You can, you, you can text one. it to me later, but we have 119 so far. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I need more. <laughs> so I'd like one from Tim because I feel like you would have something perfect that could be the right encouragement for someone on that day that they finally get to that page and they're writing down four things that they're thankful for. And since we're talking about that, I was going to have you do four things gratitude with us. I have a free free flow version okay. where you get to just name four things you're thankful for randomly, or I have a specific version where I ask a Instagram follow, a TV show, a book, and a drink that you Great. are thankful for. And I thought we'll, we'll do the, the assigned. That's perfect. So I'm going to have you take it away. All right. So let's start with the, the TV show. This man in the arena show is pretty great. The I was going to ask you more about that. The more I've learned about Tom Brady, the more I love him. And Where do I feel, you watch it? Uh, ESPN Plus. Okay. And I think there's a lot of haters for Tom Brady, which, you know, it him. is what it is. But I, <laughs> I I just, the like more football. I learn about him, the more I love him. So it would be that. I've been just so fascinated by that whole show and, you know, how he shows up. I think it's really cool. Instagram follow. I got to go with my boy, Steve Mokler, because... He has this new record out called Make a Little Room. 
the more time I spend with Steve, and I've known him for a long time now, when I'm following him online, seeing the stuff that he posts, listening to his music, I feel like he is a person that really centers me on what it is that actually matters in life. As I think about what success is, it's so easy to get distracted, but Steve's songs, I think, just center you on helping to remind yourself what really, really matters. So love Steve. I just used to make a little room in a reel that I made. The other day I put it up. My sister just dropped my niece off at Boulder, Colorado University or University of Colorado, but it's called CU. It's so confusing. But anyway, starting her freshman year and my sister decorated her dorm and my sister decorates things so (laughs) cute. She has such a gift. And I was like, my Nothing like this was this cute for me in college. So she had a little video of her setup. And so I posted it as a reel and I used the make a little room as the song in the background because it was a little room. A dorm is a little room, but they made it. They made it theirs and they make a little room. And it's basically for make the life that you want, make things that matter, make space for that. And I love that song. Yeah, I did too. Two other songs on that record, which I really love. Let's Go to the Lake. Great song. And then Better Days. So there's even, you know, there's some bonus stuff. Go on Spotify, bonus listen to that record. to check it? out. Okay, what are my other two? I need a drink and a book. A drink that I'm really thankful for. I really love some drip coffee every morning. And there was a time when I was... I had a lot of anxiety and I realized that the more caffeine I was drinking, it was just aiding to the anxiety. And so I had to kind of like step away from it for a little while, but I've started to introduce it back. And now I just go drink a half a cup of coffee. Half a cup is is all I need and I'm good. But if I get too much, I get a little amped. You can probably hear it in my voice. I don't need a whole lot of energy. Like the, like I'm ready good. to rock. <laughs> like you were born with some. Yeah. But I do love me a little bit of good tasting coffee. But that's so. good that you know yourself and that some people don't realize at times that the, the caffeine or coffee might be adding to their anxiety. Oh, yeah. And I, I through counseling, realized I was... Uh, I, I had anxiety. I'd never even said that word out loud. I started getting anxious at how often I was feeling anxious. Mm. It's like, oh my gosh, have I been feeling this? You know. So to now be in a space, I feel a little bit more centered than doing some, it, you know, really good work. And so to being able to introduce caffeine back, it's a thing I'm grateful isn't for. It I fun love it because I missed it. To get to know your body mm-hmm. and get to know what it's telling you. It have you read Body Keeps the Score? No, it's so long. <laughs> You can listen to it too. Okay. You can listen to it and have the actual book. So that way you can reference it almost like a textbook. (laughs) Yes. And for highlighting, but then you can listen to it. Because I've heard so much about that book. And Mm -hmm. then I looked at how long it was and I'm like, I don't know if I can hang for this long. Is it worth it? It's pretty fascinating. Okay. I need to give it a chance. Yeah. Well, anyway, learning about yourself (laughs) and learning about what for some people, they don't even realize my sister had an anxiety attack, a full-blown panic attack. She thought she was having a heart attack and she had to go to the hospital in the middle of the night and she was claiming, I am having a heart attack. And then they gave her Ativan, which is yeah. for anxiety and she got better. And she's like, okay, but what about my heart? And they're like, no, no, wow. <laughs> that was causing your heart pain. Like you're good. You're going to be able wow. to go home. Wow. But she was freaking out because she she had never experienced anything like it. But once you do, now you can start to know and you can mm-hmm. do things mm-hmm. to, at least for her, everybody's different. It might be medication. It might be that you have a checklist of things that you do when you feel it coming on. Like, you know, the five yeah. senses checklist. I'm going to see something, touch something, smell something, taste something, hear something yeah. and identify yeah. all of your senses and it'll help bring you back centered. So people have different things that they do to help them through it. I think if there is a thing that I want even more of. It's just self-awareness of, you know, my body or the things that I'm thinking, my emotions, you know, all of that. How I'm behaving, so why I treated you that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Not you, but you know what I mean? <laughs> I <laughs> forgive you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Uh, so your drink is half a cup of drip coffee. That's it. <laughs> just black? Yeah. Okay. And then book, which... Obviously, I don't think you would say The Secret Society of Success because that's your own book, but I'm going to remind people about that that's the name. And I'll link it in the show notes so that way people can find it easily. But what is a book that you would recommend? There's this book that I read by Elizabeth Gilbert called Big Magic. Yeah. It's a great book. I just was so inspired by it. I love that book so much. That's one that I read recently that I just get pumped about. Another one 
if I can say too, John Acuff has this book called Soundtracks. And it's about kind of the, the, the things that we tell ourselves. It's about overthinking. And I realized through that book how often I am in my head about things. You know, he says, so when you have a thought, which he calls a soundtrack, you have the ability to determine if it's just a soundtrack or a broken soundtrack. Mm. And an example of this is before I was to record my audiobook, I had this broken soundtrack that for some reason I wouldn't do well. And it was crazy why I kept spinning that narrative in my head over and over and over. It had no basis. I can communicate well. I can read well. I, I, I'm not sure why I had that thought. But what John has you do is you, you write down the soundtrack to bring awareness to the fact that this has been spinning in your head. So when I read his book, I realized, oh my gosh, I've been having the soundtrack about me narrating this audiobook for a really long time. So I write it down and then you ask a few questions around it. Is it true? Like, is that thing true? You're not going to you know, do well reading your audiobook. Is it helpful and is it kind? Like does it, it, on the second question, is it helpful? Does it cause you to act or to shrink, mm -hmm. right? And then is it kind? Is it a thing that you would tell your friend? None of my friends would have ever said, you're not going to do well in your audiobook, right? Right. So I'm able to identify it's a broken soundtrack. And so then he has you write a new soundtrack, replace that broken soundtrack with a new one. So I started to say over and over again to myself, when I prepare, I always perform well. So I prepared. And I walked out of me recording the audiobook after the three days. And I was thinking about this broken soundtrack and I just started to cry because I was really proud of myself for having done it. And what I was most proud of is overcoming that broken soundtrack. And so many of us have these in our lives and it's so important that we write them down and replace these broken soundtracks. So if there's another book that's made a pretty big impact on me, it's, it's that one. It's a great book. And he actually just wrote a book with his daughters, like a teenage version of that, that I, you know, am, I don't have teenagers, but I also very fascinated to read it because I think this younger generation also needs to start to identify these broken soundtracks in their heads. Well, Tim, thank you so much for coming on. And I do love your personality and your smile. You are just, you've been a joy ever since you walked through my front door <laughs> and you're making me smile. Has anyone ever told you that your smile is contagious? I have heard that. Yeah, you're like, a time or two. <laughs> so I just am so grateful that you. you sent this to Gracie to give to me the Secret Society of Success. My brother-in-law is also working his way through it. He's a big fan. I kept thinking he was going to text me back while I was interviewing you to see if he had any questions for you, but <laughs> he must be busy because he has not gotten back to me yet, but his name's Ben Dozier. And maybe I'll have you, maybe we can make him a voice memo. Let's do it for like sure. a voice text. Yes. Like, what up, dude? Change your dreams. <laughs> Reach for the stars. You can do it. But only make a six-month plan with your palms open. <laughs> what do you say? Palms up? Yeah, palms up. Palms up. Yeah. Ready to just receive whatever happens. Hey, oh, you know, open hands. Evolving, Taken. pivoting. You know, if you're not evolving, you're dead. That's right. Okay, Tim, where can people find you? My name is ridiculously hard to spell. So I'm just going to say... Go to secretsocietybook.com. That is the hub for all the things. Secretsocietybook.com. That's it. And I love that like you probably weren't intending this that in a way when you go there or you're like a part of it, you feel like you're in this <laughs> secret club. You, everyone can be a part of the secret society. Right. Define success for yourself. You're in. You're in. Well, thank you, Tim. And... <laughs> We will see you next time. I would love to have you back. Yes, thank you. We can for talk about me. this or your next book or another project <laughs> or just anything else in life because you're awesome to talk to. Thank you so much. Thank you. Ah, summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams 
inside your budget. All right, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can really make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through things. Now, BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp.com. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.